Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is we continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Hank Vogler kicking off the... Oh, no, Hank's got one more day in January. There is one more day, one more Monday in January 2022 after this one. Hank, I found my favorite meme of all times. Trent? Yes? That that was the name you found? Meme. You know what a meme is? Yeah. <laughs> no. What's a meme? I give. I give. I, I have no idea why they're called memes either. So when somebody takes a picture and puts some words on top of it, and it's like thought-provoking or uh, funny or stupid or vulgar, that's called a meme. I have no idea oh. why, why it's called a meme. You mean like if I took a picture of myself scratching mm-hmm. my head and saying that uh, common sense is a curse because you have to deal with people that don't have it? That'd be a meme. That would be a meme. Yeah. I think I like that name myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to my favorite meme ever. Okay. And you're old enough to remember this. Are you ready? Said, does it have something to do with Aristotle or Car- Copernicus? Remember back when we used to get together in a group, someone would blow all over the cake and then we would eat it? That was back when we were wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh, I never thought about that. You could not do that today. I mean, you maybe could get some canned air or something. That, but boy, if you blew on the cake, it was garbage can in an instant. People be running for the door. <laughs> How about drinking out of a hose? Well, that's, that's nothing wrong with that. But blowing well, out of a cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I drink out of a hose every day. I'm home. Oh, well, yeah, but you also know the source of your water. If you're in the city, you know, uh, how many times have been through the water treatment plant? Mm, but, not much. Pretty soon. Can't get And how chlorine. about riding a bicycle without a helmet? You know, we had our brain concussions and just moved on. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just thought that's the best meme ever. <laughs> yeah. It is. I, wow. You can't do anything, you know. <laughs> How about kissing under the mistletoe? Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, put your mask on. You're under the mistletoe. <laughs> Goodness sakes. Yeah. We have absolutely gone around the corner. And I maintain that kids in the country, including my oldest daughter, was teasing me the other day about... Uh, <clears throat> Growing up on the island ranch and sucked in enough dust that she thought she was immune to Omicron. And I asked her that uh, if I deserved a vote of confidence or thanks for fixing her uh, with uh, Mm -hmm. immunological responses. And that's about what it amounts to. We have learned to live in a sterile world. All the advertisements we hear about sanitizing this, sanitizing that, and it's good, no question about it, but it also makes us susceptible to things that are out there. Uh, you ever heard of a country kid getting E. coli? 
Actually, so, I know of two, but you, you're, I'm not detracting from your point. No, I mean, two kids out of how many kids? Yeah, millions. Uh, yeah, well, it's no different than how many kids die of of uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost zero. Mm-hmm. But kids die of the flu, kids die of the measles, mumps, you know, I mean, or whatever. I mean, there's different immunological response in every human being and and uh throwing the panic button out there so you can make billions of dollars uh makes our society pretty global look what they're doing in europe they're they're having protests everywhere over the masks and and uh the real the real crazy thing is is they say that in the united states they did a poll that said that if you are unvaccinated you should be put in a, a camp yeah, but just as many people who have been vaccinated are catching this crap. Um, <laughs> actually, in most cases, more. I mean, it's just... in, in in Europe now, the data is very solid. Excuse me, the UK. I can't speak for all of Europe, but in in the UK, it's solid that seventy five percent of positives are fully d- jabbed people. Um, but you don't have to go to the UK for the demonstrations. If you haven't seen the, the videos, Hank, I'm getting videos daily now about protest at the border of British Columbia to Washington and the border of Manitoba into North Dakota. Um, there's just thousands of people standing there because Biden, you know, Friday, Biden, in case you didn't miss, miss this, Biden announced that any trucker hauling food or anything that we absolutely need across the border of Mexico or Canada has to be fully jabbed or they can't transport anything. They can't come or go. If you were an illegal from uh, Somalia, Somalia. <laughs> and yeah. you, we have no clue what your history, your health history is or your current status, Come on in. We'll take you by the dozens. But if you're a trucker hauling us chlorine to clean our water supplies or food or or feed for our animals, you can't do it. Hey, you know, before we lose this, I want to go back to something you said, and this has gotten zero attention. But uh, several years ago, and I can find the peer-reviewed study from New Zealand, they documented that farmers who breathe animal manure – they de- they specified animal manure are five times less likely to contract any disease, including cancer. They actually published that story. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we've only been subject to uh, viruses, bacteria, uh, chlamydia, mm-hmm. all these different things for what a uh, million years. Yeah, you know, isn't that evolution, the survival of the fittest? Well, I remind you that the human body is comprised of 380 trillion viruses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some of them are bad actors. That's all it amounts to. And some people, I'm sure that there's some place on this earth that I could go and have an allergic reaction to some pollen or something that I've never had introduced into my system. But yet over the years, uh, I used to just absolutely have horrible, horrible reaction to something between about the 15th of june and the 15th of july was obviously pollinating and i mean i was miserable every day just plugged up from one end uh, just horrible and anymore either i moved away from whatever that plant species is 
uh, uh, or I have gotten a, a response from my body uh, allowing me to uh, not have the reaction anymore. So, yeah. Well, you haven't moved in quite some time, so unless it was years ago. 37 years I've been in Nevada. And you experienced it in Nevada or in Oregon before you moved? Uh, somewhere in, in the, out of Burns, Oregon, Harney County, for about 30 days, whatever oh. was blooming. Well, see, just, you moved, so you can't. You don't know that you developed a resistance. You moved, but I have I have during that time period been back to mm. to Burns and have not uh, had any any reaction. So I don't know. One way or the other, I'm sure that there's something on this earth that you can be exposed to, maybe sure. in uh, South Africa, and and uh, have an allergic reaction to it. I think that's just part of nature. So what exactly is going on with these 100 monkeys that um, are running loose in Pennsylvania? I don't know how many of them are still loose, to be honest. I thought they got them rounded out. Did they? But they, why were they moving them? That's what I never did see hear anything about that. They were all on a truck, and the truck wrecked, and and and, and the monkeys with <laughs> didn't have, don't tell me twice. I'm out of here, man. <laughs> Yeah, that that just whole thing seems suspicious to me. Yeah, why were they moving them? Where were they going? Were they were they going to the zoo? I think you they're know. research monkeys, aren't they? Well, wasn't that the joke? The guys driving down the street with a with a, a giraffe in the back of his pickup, and the cop stopped him and says, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Well, he said I found this giraffe," and the cop says, "Take him to the zoo." Next day, he sees him again. Stops him and says, what the heck? I told you to take the giraffe to the zoo. And he says, I did. Today we're going to the ball game. <laughs> Roll route. we got to go to a break after that. We'll be back with more Hank Bogler after this. <laughs> let's, let's for a moment talk about Piedmontese, certified Piedmontese, and leave, leave Hank alone. Let him regain his composure. Lone Creek Cattle Company has provided an opportunity for Great Plains cattlemen to get paid a fair price for the quality of beef produced, particularly when the quality involves the tenderness aspect brought to us by the Piedmontese cattle. It's a myostatin gene that's present. You verify that that myostatin gene is in your calves, and you're going to get a premium of $180 over market price. With all of the added expense in today's world, the taxes and increased costs, you need every dime you can get. And the consumer, by the way, wants the producer to have the money. Certified Piedmontese at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler. That joke is... That's about as good as, uh, must be, it's a good one because it's about as old as when we had somebody blow out their candles and then eat cake. So that's all about the same time frame. <laughs> I, 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 you know, yeah, when you try and completely, you know, comply with everything. I mean, we have been talking about this practically from day one. The government, the bureaucrats have no idea. All they know is more rules, more regulations gives them more power. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that if there won't be some documentation, especially after today, that somebody is going to make a rule and a regulation, you cannot blow out the candles on a cake. 
<laughs> yeah, they just haven't thought of it. No. <laughs> well, they did think of it, and they prevented people from coming over to even see the geek. Right. Yeah. We just we just stop all progress. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want anybody to get sick. I had it, and it is no fun. I fortunately had the milder form of it this time. I, I believe that I had it when it wasn't even when they just barely were trying to understand what it was, and that I was sick. I laid in that bed for. I believe five days and drank water. Uh, and it was horrible. If it, unless it was just a bad case of the flu, I don't know. But I survived that. Then because you know all the hype, uh, I assumed that having pancreatic cancer was somewhat of a compromise to one's uh, immunological system, and and I, it made me a type two diabetic. All you know, I seemed to be in the in the group, an old duff, too, that I should get vaccinated. So I got vaccinated. And guess what? <laughs> Day before Christmas, I got Omnicrom or uh, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. And maybe I would, you know, whatever they put me on this earth to do, so far it hasn't been to die of pancreatic cancer. And it didn't, doesn't look like I'm supposed to die of uh, COVID either. So, uh, I got more stuff to do. Got it. <clears throat> you know. <laughs> so, and not everybody, old age is not a, a privilege uh, granted to everybody. Yep. I just hope they didn't off you with that jab they put in you, but time will do well. Something's got to get you. Hey, I grew that third ear. I can, I can hear really good now. <laughs> All right. What's going on in the sheep world? <laughs> How are the sheep going well, to be they're fed? Well, they're all down in San Diego, and mm. uh, I'm sure they're getting lectured by the Department of Labor on what a bunch of slave owners we are, and et cetera, et cetera. That, that gets so depressing, you can't, you know, it takes you about a month to get over going to it. So, so but that's what they're doing today, or were. I think it's over with now. I don't know. But uh, uh, let me see. A run, here's a good one. A runaway Peruvian is suing Nevada uh, for he wasn't paid enough because he was in the sheep camp with a contract that he obviously had signed. And, oh, by the way, he broke it by running away uh, and said that he deserved to be paid 24 hours a day, seven days a week oh, with nice. overtime. Oh, nice. Yeah, about five hundred thousand a year. So anyhow, and I'm sure that would be comparable wages of what he was making in Peru. I'm sure he came well, up with this on his own. No attorney was in his ear. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm about to swallow my tongue. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I got so I got a bridge out here in Nevada that'll get you, you know, right on the ocean mm-hmm. if you want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, well, welcome to America, comrade. <laughs> we sue everybody. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yep. Well, anyhow, that's that's coming up. We're we're spending lots of money. Uh, then they got to the proposition in California to where they've raised their wages, and and what few sheep people are left in California. Some of them are trying to get out of there because they just absolutely cannot afford the wages, but. You know, there's two things that I've figured out and probably wrong. 
If you say environment, Endangered Species Act, everybody, I don't care, Democrat, Republican, they have been trained like Pavlov's dog to start slobbering and running and hiding under the bed. The Endangered Species Act, NEPA, all that crap was, you know, oh, this is great. But it's 40 years old. You think in 40 years nothing has changed, nothing needs to be fine-tuned, but no, you cannot touch it. And the other absolutely Achilles heel is labor. You say labor, and obviously you're trying to exploit, you know, Paco or, or you know, Jose. You're, you're treating them terribly. But then when you, they send you a picture of the hovels that they lived in in our own country, and then you get them up here and they go, Wow, this is cool. Oh, I can make more money at the dairy. Well, you can for a month during your signing bonus. Then after that, you really have screwed your life up and your family in Peru. But hey, you know, welcome to America. So <laughs> that's just two departments that are the just absolutely the Achilles heel of any congressman or senator is the Endangered Species Act and the Department of Labor. So any rule, any regulation, any harassment that they want to deal out. Try, I mean, we got wolves now in Colorado killing people's livestock. Oh, well, we'll just pay them for it. Well, what happened to cruelty to animals, you know, and, and bringing in wolves from Canada? They're they're practically a different species. Yeah, but people voted for that. Yeah. Talk about, you know, brainwashing. Yeah, you know, it talk, is. You know. And, and because here, Hank, here's what people can't relate to unless they own stock. Well, we'll just pay you, have a depredation program and pay you for the losses. What about the stress induced loss that leads to a chronic illness of the rest of the herd that were not eaten by the wolf, but now they live in fear and they don't have the same sense of calmness that they had before? Who's talking about that from that standpoint? Yeah, years ago. A friend of mine in Idaho, so, you know, his sheep were so nervous. They, they, when they started regulating the amount of bears that they could take or, or something right. happened with bears, he got rid of all the black sheep, his marker sheep, mm -hmm. because every time one of them walked out into the sunlight, the rest of the sheep just took off running like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That knocks flesh off of them. That uh, hurts their breed back. I mean, yeah, they're not dead. No, but they're trying. They're, it's like PTSD. You know, they're they're shell shocked. So again, yeah, nobody. Well, you can't even haul a livestock today. A livestock. I heard myself, Mrs. Fisher. You can't haul any number of livestock today. You can't sell livestock today without being quality assured. You have to be whether it be a beef quality assured, trucker quality assured. Because if you stress the animal, it's going to induce some problem. But yet we will introduce a national natural stressor to these animals in their habitat and think that it's okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, optimism. Let's show a little optimism here. Okay. You know, I know farmers complain about the weather. They complain about everything. Let's throw some optimism out here. Let's block all these trucks coming in from Canada. Let's block all these trucks coming in from Mexico. Yeah, great idea. I'm old enough to remember when the cherries arrived for a short period of time at the grocery store. <laughs> I can remember apple, all of these things. They were seasonal. 
There was no bringing grapes and all this winter fruit from South America, Central America, avocados, all of these things. No, the produce department had basically meat and and vegetables were limited. I mean, the, the, the meat case had meat in it. The produce department had uh, vegetables like maybe cabbage, met, uh, vegetables from uh, California, but they were winter vegetables, potatoes. But you didn't see hardly any of all the different fruits that we have and berries and all that stuff. It was seasonal and very short. Well, let's let's make food seasonal. So how long can you last when your belly button starts banging into your backbone? And you can get people to do practically anything if they're hungry. You can't get them to do anything. I mean, back to the primitive hunter-gatherers, when they killed a mammoth, they they could not eat that puppy in one afternoon. They had to invite the neighboring tribe over, smoke the peace <laughs> pipe, share that mammoth, rather than let it spoil. So, again, what did the people do? They laid around and they sang and they danced until... The mammoth was gone, and then, hey, man, maybe we better go hunting this afternoon. Ha, huh, I'm hungry. How about you? I've been chewing on my moccasin. What? Roll route. We'll be back with more Moccasin Nutrition 101 after this. Protect the Harvest, making sure that you have access to the information that could assist you. See, Protect the Harvest is going to be active every single day doing things, but still believes in the American way that you grab your bootstraps, you pull them up, but you want to get the information to help you pull that boot, those bootstraps up. Details about how Protect the Harvest can protect the American way when it comes to food production and animal ownership at protecttheharvest.com. Welcome back. Roll, roll route. Trent Loose alongside Hank Vogler. You left out the part where the uh, the men would go shoot the mammoth and bring it home and the women would do all the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, men hunted fish, <laughs> sat around, smoked the peace pipe, and women did all the work. And, and a white man came along and thought he could change that. Boy, he was on a bad trip. <laughs> I didn't try to change it. I just adopted that philosophy. It worked well for me. We're going to get some hate mail over that one, I guarantee you. <laughs> well, I hope so. Tells me people are listening. Uh, I did want to add that last week I was with my friend from Northern California by Red Bluff, Diego Barson, who has uh, Piedmontese cattle, but he also has a vineyard and he does seed stock in the cloning business of wine wine grapes and table grapes you'll never guess what his number one challenge is hank uh labor <laughs> how did you know i uh, gee i don't know it's just <laughs> just a wild guess yeah. that's all no i mean he tries to use the h2a workers and i mean it's just like talking to hank wilger only these guys are so they use the the excuse to you that they can't be out in sheep camp it's just too remote, too isolated. Well, this is in Red Bluff, California, and they still can't show up to work pruning a grapevine. Well, and where, you know, I, I, I think of the paperwork that it takes to to get them to uh, keep them legal and, and, and uh, uh, 
I'm being punished with a, the second audit in five years, and it is it is so intrusive that it just stops the entire operation, and it's just they just dig and dig and dig until they can find something wrong, and they have no care or concern for the laborer or for the obviously the rancher. You know, the the rancher is obviously a slaver for even getting in the program. What about all the millions of people that are crossing a border? Are we going to keep them up in five-star hotels forever and give them welfare? Where are they going to go to work? Where is their Social Security card? You have to have a visa to get a Social Security card so you can legally work. But are, are, so they're going to, they're, they're creating a, a, an entire underclass of people. And there's already this entire underclass of people that have run away from H-2A contracts. And have crossed here illegally in, in other methods. So there's going to be several million people that could fill this gap. No, they're not CEOs of, of Microsoft. No, that isn't where you start. That isn't when you come to America. Uh, the Irish came here to deal, dig the Erie Canal. Uh, the Chinese came here to build the railroad. Uh, you know, the Polish came here to show the English how to build a log cabin. There were indentured service, bond service. There was lots of things going on. You know, I mean, and we're going to ignore all of that and allow the, to feed this underclass of people so we can, hopefully, they'll vote for us. But most of them are escaping from countries that already have an overbearing government, and they come here because it's the greatest place on earth to have a chance to, to uh, exceed, to, to go ahead. In their country, they couldn't do anything. I, there, there's an oxymoron. How, how do you correct that? If a Somalian, if a, a person from anywhere on so Guatemalan come to my house tomorrow, if I hired him, they'd take all of those H-2A workers away from me. If they caught me, it's against the law. How are you going to reconcile that one? Do we have uh, an authentic number of how many people we think have come across in the last 12 months illegally with permission. well whatever illegally it is, with permission it. whatever it is i'll bet you can double it i mean the the, the absolute walkaways that, that never got caught well while they had the entire border patrol changing diapers at some station the border was wide open for miles and miles and miles look at all the what is it uh the fentanyl that, that 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 kills people that's the number one killer from like 14 to 30 Just in the united states 79,000 79, last year yeah but that's okay they're americans you know yeah <laughs> no i mean this the fentanyl issue is uh, i never really paid attention to it and it, until the last 3 weeks it caught my attention and the numbers are just skyrocketing the people who are dying from this. And as you said, these are people, actually, I don't know what number you gave, but it was um, up to 20, it's 18 to 45. That's the age bracket. Is that, yeah, I knew it was something. It was, yeah. It, but it was young, young people. It's the prime of their life people. Yes. And it's double the number of uh, Omicron. In the same age bracket. Same age bracket. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, I mean, you start going, well, just how far can you go? Mm -hmm. I mean, how far do you want to go? Uh, uh, and let's let's be fair. Let's be fair. Donald Trump got the price of oil down 
so low, crude oil down so low that I'm not sure it was terribly profitable. I'm sure. It well, was. I guarantee you, anybody that's got an oil well or a, a stripper well or whatever they call them, whatever, is is uh, buying a new pickup. Uh, things uh, have doubled. They're going to triple. It looks like to me. And and uh, and uh, we're we're sponsoring the Russians to invade the Ukraine. You know, the Russians already starved the Ukrainians to death uh, back in the 30s. So I guess we're going to have a repeat of that. And and I guess it's OK. So, <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, you just cannot you cannot even there's no logic, no common sense to any of this. But here we are. And the good news of that is, I think that it's going to clean out the Congress, both Senate and the House. I think it's going to clean them out. Now it's just up to the Republicans. Are they going to be rhinos? Are they going to be silk scarfers? What are they going to be? Or are they going to get back to the business of the people? The people. 98% of the people signed the Constitution. The, 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 everything. We're involved in agriculture. And we've gotten completely away from that. And maybe with the shutting off the borders, all the crisis at the unloading the boats at Long Beach, all these things, it's going to be a culmination in a, in a, you know, a renaissance, an awakening of, of the American people that you cannot, you know, oh, let the government do it. We ought to pass a law. No, we ought to get rid of some laws. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Until that starts happening, we don't make progress. And and it doesn't matter if we clean house unless we get rid of the establishments, not establishment, establishments. It won't matter. No. In 1994, didn't they take over the for the first time in years and years and years, the Republican Party? Uh, we Willie Winky was in there as president. He was too busy having a party, uh, but they took it over, and then uh, they threw they threw away their chance and and went south for a long time. And now they've got a chance to 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 get back in there and clean house. But once something about going to Washington desires cash. Uh, they get there, they get the Potomac fever. They got people lined up across the street wanting to give them money, you know. Uh, and, and, and it's not, you know, you can blame big pharma, you can blame it, but that's the way the game's been played for so long. You, you know, you don't think John D. Rockefeller or Mellon or Carnegie or any of these people couldn't call up or send a telegram to, Whoever was president at the time, and 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 tell them a uh, big sack of money to follow. Uh, it's pretty hard not to be corrupted when you get there. Uh, look at Nancy Pelosi and her husband. They, I think they've kind of hit a lick on the on the stock you market, think? just a little bit, <laughs> you know. So I mean, just the whole concept. You have to be ever vigilant whether it's your local school board mm-hmm. or the people you send to Washington, D.C., you know, why do you think we needed to change the your local state Senate used to appoint the senators to make them beholding to their states? There's the why do you think we changed that law? Well, you know, it was probably cutting into somebody's salary. 
it's just we've made some really well, silly mistakes I, I giving just, away our rights. I, I just want to emphasize something you said. It was our campaign for 2021. It will continue to be my campaign. We can talk all day and night about getting rid of the bathwater in Washington, D.C., but until we fix what's going on in our own county, in our own state, it's a useless feat to try to fix what's happening in D.C. You start local, you get that fixed because we've got uh, county commissioners, we've got appraisers, we've got school board members that are not in tune with what the people want. That's where you start, and we build yep. it back from the foundation. The exact same way as the original revolution. The only thing that they could all agree upon, or a, a, the percentage that was willing to fight for those rights, that was state by state. It's not. Washington desires cash and its affiliates, the states. Mm -hmm. It's the United States. It's a republic. The founding fathers read the material. They knew that a democracy, a complete democracy, was no more than mob rule. They already knew what complete oppression from, it wasn't King George, they say he was uh, plumb looney tunes. But all the people that were working for King George that were vested in the system, right down to the armed services of the greatest empire at that time, everybody was invested in the crown and the crown seal. That's what we fought against. It wasn't King George. He was, uh, that's all, folks. <laughs> Roll around. That's all, folks. We, no, wait. We got one segment left. We'll be back with it after this. And now we talk about immune health. We talk about health in general. The world's authority on nitric oxide production, Dr. Nathan Bryan, explains. We've got about 14 COVID clinics around the U.S. where we have a, a nitric oxide drug trial going on. I'm exposed to COVID probably every day. You know, pre-COVID, we as humans are exposed to viruses and bacteria every day of our life. That's just the world we live in. Some people get sick, some people don't. Why do some people get sick and why do others not? It all boils down to their ability to generate nitric oxide and to have certain things replete in their body like vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, selenium. If you're nutrient deficient, you're going to get sick. If you can't make nitric oxide, you're going to get sick. If you do all these things, you can be exposed to, to COVID or any other virus, and your immune system nips it in the bud, and you don't get sick from it. It's really that simple. We're going to change this ordering process up to make it simpler. Go to loosetailsmedia.com, loosetailsmedia.com. There will be an order mechanism there, and if you want more of the science, I'll get that to you from Dr. Nathan Bryan. Loosetailsmedia.com. It's N-O-2-U. The, the product's the same. The place you get it is different. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside Hank Bogler and his Looney Tunes. He must have watched a few too many cartoons in his day. Uh, I want to go back to this Russia thing because... Putin, I, I, right now, I think he's the most respected leader in the world. It, it's clear that he cares more about his people than any other leader anywhere in the world. He saw this was coming. He saw that they were going to poke him like a bear to see if they could get him to strike. And so he started pulling back resources to protect his people in, within Russia. And now with every m media outlet who I know, if their lips are moving, they're lying including Fox, are telling us what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia and all of this. So I'm like, 
I wonder what's really going on because it's never what they're telling us is going on. Something else is happening. Well, isn't there a big old pipeline that goes through Ukraine? Yeah. Also, did you know that uh, Russia, Ukraine, and uh, Kazakhstan raised thirty-two percent of the world's wheat, and they shut that down through the Black Sea? And Egypt is the number one wheat importing uh, nation in the world. And so now they're struggling to get enough wheat. And I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a severe drought in a big part of wheat country in the United States. So, I mean, it, it's looking like that's all tied into it as well. And, and certainly no major media is talking about the agricultural food aspect of what's happening. Well, I just remember the statistic that the largest wheat crop the Soviet Union ever produced was in 1913. And that was done with horses, and the third of the crop went into the horses. And uh, then when the Soviet Union collapsed, well, Ukraine was the breadbasket of Europe. So, yeah, yeah, the consolidation of what you had. The Ukrainians thought they were going to be on an equal footing if they helped the, the Lenin uh, with the revolution. And then Stalin, when he got into power, started starving them to death. So, yeah, and then, and then when he didn't have any farmers, he just said, you, you, and you are going to go to the collective farms and be farmers. Now, uh, pack your bags and go. So there's a lot of ethnic Russians in the Ukraine. Uh, yeah, uh, again, it, it world domination. It, it somehow uh, that seems to be the flavor. Well, why is it that nobody's talking about Prior to the election, we get bits and pieces from the Ukraine about there was payments to some fellow named Biden as vice president. All of a sudden, we're there protecting Ukraine, and nobody's talking about what was being told about payments to a guy named Biden as vice president. Yeah, yeah. and if you <laughs> if you had oil in Venezuela or some other place, you know, uh, I think the dangerous people. I think Putin is playing chess. Mm-hmm. Uncle Joe thinks he remembers how to play checkers. It's a big difference. <laughs> but the scary people to me. I think that's an accurate assessment. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So the scary people are the ones that are willing to fly an airplane into a building. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that, that in the name of Allah or whatever are willing to to basically commit suicide. Those are the people that are scary because they do stupid things all the time and with no particular reason other than you are an infidel. I will kill you because God loves you and he will take care of you when you're dead. You're alive, you die because you do not believe how I believe. Okay? Bang. Those are the crazies. Those are the ones that scare me. Uh, China... Rattle and swords. Okay. Ching Jing Ping. Uh, get the books out. Who do you sell most of the stuff to? Oh, Americans. I'll be darned. So you're going to go bomb Taiwan. You're going to go do all of these things and stop all the trade with America. Hmm. Well, are you going to trade with the Peruvians? Uh, they got lots of money. Well, no, they don't. Oh. So what are you going to do? So it's all saber-rattling. It's all a game of chicken. 
But when you have these people that want a nuclear weapon in this little tiny two-bit country that, oh, by the way, has oil, uh, <laughs> and they and they want to bomb Israel, Israel is there. Is, the the fact that there's eighty bozillion Palestinians across the street that are having eight and ten kids and and the Israelis, they're going to absorb them just by population growth. They already have done that. So yeah, but you have the crazies that I'm going to kill you in the name of my God. Uh, pardon? I thought God didn't do that kind of work. So, I mean, that's a that's scary to me. Well, I remember learning about the kamikaze pilots from Japan in World War II, and I just I couldn't get my head around that. Yeah, yes, they thought the emperor was a god, mm -hmm. and and that they uh, that they were going to go to a better place if they gave their life for the cause. And so it, yeah, that's the ones that those people that you know. <laughs> you can't stop them. You, uh, you know, you basically have to go, okay, you want 72 virgins? Uh, we're going to accommodate you. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 I yeah. don't, I don't know, but, but, but what, again, what's what the magicness of 72, by the way? I have no idea. All I know is virgin is a pretty generic term. What if you get there late and out of the 72, most of them are boys? That would be awful. So I, I don't know. I, just it could be 72 raisins or 72 uh, pomegranates. I, I have no idea where they come up with the figure. But hmm. when you're willing to give your life, and, yep. and in a way, Americans – if you believe in America, there are people that join the armed services that will dedicate their life to protecting others. And thank you for your service, each and every one of you, to make that decision. But I do not think that it's as radical a position as, as uh, for Allah or for any religion. But then the Nazis, you know, I mean, there's just there's just some people that that uh, are drawn uh, like a moth to the to the light. Well, did you see the? Uh, I just started reading excerpts from the COVID nineteen, the Great Reset book written by Klaus Schwab. Hank, I yeah, I was. I thought you had some more to add to that. No, I didn't no, want to get you right. I just wondered if you had seen or heard anything about it. No, uh, I just, I just. Uh, I've never put a penny in the stock market other than I've bought products that go through the stock market. But as, as a kind of a bellwether, I, I kind of listen to what they have to say and kind of try to make up my own mind. And all I know is Newton's law of gravity eventually takes over. And Bitcoin is now off by almost 50%, if not 50%. The stock market's starting to come down. Uh, has more to do with probably too many dollars chasing too few goods and the price goes up and people speculate, then they get greedy and do silly things. Part that scares me the worst is what in the world is this Federal Reserve messing with the stock market by saying we're going to raise interest rates? These are the same people 
that go into the market and buy their own bonds. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see the canceled check? Where where did their that money come from? They're taking the money out of their left pocket, putting it in the right pocket, and saying, "Well, we don't owe the left pocket any more money." What? <laughs> I cannot I cannot figure out how that is. There's any legitimacy to that at all. And if it's a treasury bond auction, then you have a yodeler standing up there saying, so, and you buy your bond or whatever. It seems like to me now I'm probably completely 180 degrees off, but if it's an auction, the market sets what the value of money is, not some arbitrary group of people that were set up in what, 1913 to supposedly be independent of the government. Are you kidding me? Go sit down. Be quiet. We don't. (laughs) We'll call on you later. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We'll circle back. We'll circle back. (laughs) I mean, what? Every day they have uh, a Monday through Friday, I guess they have a bond auction bonds. Well, that's loaning your money Mm -hmm. to the federal government. Somebody has to loan the money to the federal government, no matter who that is. Uh, I think the Chinese have quite a bunch of that money. I think uh, the Japanese, because it's always been a safe store of wealth. I'm sure their confidence level in um, Uncle Joe has probably slipped a little bit. But still, uh, the value of the dollar is still pretty decent. So, again, and now we got this bunch of bureaucrats, so, so-called independent people, Federal Reserve people, Wanting to set the value. How much money could, have you ever borrowed overnight? What, what do they, what do they have to mess with it at all? I thought the open market would determine the value of that money. And I would like somebody to explain that to me. Well, I hope you're not expecting me to do that. Well, it does, it doesn't matter, but it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of trying to explain to a little, uh, to me, I feel like a little kid and Larry the goldfish is floating on the top of the fishbowl and, and, and dad's trying to explain it to me what happened to Larry. I, I don't know. Why did you it name your goldfish it, Larry? Well, because it doesn't fit, okay? Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Just a square peg in a round hole. No, no. no, he should be named Neptune or something like that, you know, or, <laughs> that'll do it we've successfully named every goldfish we possibly can <laughs> and we've can constructed our journey from the uh, rural and urban perspective for hank vogel i'm trent loose both of us reminding you all roads do lead to a looney tunes roll route by the way your auction chant sounds a lot like the looney tunes theme <laughs> Thank you, Alex Hansen, for sending me that note about the mule that won the British dressage. <laughs> I'm going to get Paco all tuned up for some dressage. Get tuned up with the Lone Creek Cattle Company. Now, here's the deal. I fully understand that if you're raising Piedmontese cattle, they don't fit in the mix with all the black cattle. Although there are black Piedmontese, I don't try to raise those, but they, are, they do exist. It's got to go beyond the color of the hide. It's got to go to what the consumer really wants. Now, black-hided cattle was a result of higher marbling 
and the Angus benefit. There's no, I'm not arguing that. But in today's world, we know we need to know exactly what's going on. When you have a genomics test that says, yes, this cattle, excuse me, these cattle do possess the myostatin gene. They're going to be tender. You need to be rewarded. And that's what Lone Creek Cattle Company has put together. LoneCreekCattleCo.com.